ahead. Amen. Just a few announcements today. Don't forget your Galatians book. They are $7 at Amazon. I'm sure you can see Dave or a pastor, and they can assist for those of us who need a little help on Amazon. Um, the River Rouge Ladies' Days is October 22nd at 3 p.m. Eleven, The 11th is going to be the 6 p.m. United Comedy Show, and that's the one that I've been mentioning where you have to do the $25 up front. You need to get your money in by the 5th. And also, 11, just added, 11.17 at 7 here at Encounter, we're going to have a night of prayer. So make sure you keep that in mind if you can make it out. I hope that you all have a wonderful and blessed day. Do you want me to do prayer, Dave? I'm going to do prayer, and then we're going to bring up the praise team. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for all your wonderful glorified things that you do for us, Lord. We ask that you keep everyone safe as they're on the roads today, Lord. We ask that you continue to watch over every single one of us, Lord. Any pain, any hurt, anything that we're going through, Lord, we're trusting today that we can be touched from our head down to our toes, Lord. We thank you right now, and we're believing that you're going to do it. Not only today, Lord, we're going to believe that it's going to come throughout the week, that when we come back together on Wednesday, we give the testimony to praise your name and only your name, Lord. We ask that every single person that walks in here today leaves out different, Lord. May they see only your eyes and your heart and know that they, you are the forever loving Jesus. And we thank you right now, Lord. It's only about you. In your holy, precious name, amen.
the Lord. Hallelujah, everybody. Can you hear me this morning? Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Let's real quickly go to the Lord in prayer and pray for Brother Dave as he brings the word to us this morning. Amen. Father, as we come to you, God, we just thank you for your spirit that we feel here this morning. God, we thank you for meeting with us this morning and inhabiting the praise of your people as your word says. God, we ask for your anointing on Brother Dave this morning as he brings the word to us. God, anoint him to bring the message, but Lord, also anoint our ears to hear your word this morning. God, touch lives this morning. Break the bonds of change of bondage this morning, God. And let your name be glorified above all because you are truly worthy of it all. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord, everyone. Let's give Jesus a hand clap of praise this morning. Amen. Because he truly is worthy of it all. Amen. I want to welcome you to uh, Encounter Church. If, if this is your first time, we're glad you're here. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Uh, God is awesome. He's great and greatly to be praised. Uh, I am not Pastor Willie. <laughs> Pastor Willie and his family are out ministering. Uh, I think they got two services today, uh, so uh, they, uh, they, they're, they're going to have a lo nice long day. But praise the Lord. Uh, amen. The Holy Spirit is still here, 
Amen. Uh, we're, we're going to use the word of God. Amen. So everything we need, we'll find in the service. Amen. Praise the Lord. So, uh, uh, but uh, welcome. And uh, to those online, uh, we're glad that you uh, tapped into the live stream. Amen. But uh, there's nothing left now to do but to get into the word of the Lord. Amen. Let's, let's stand uh, this morning and we're going to read our scripture passage. Uh, we're talking about prodigal today uh, from Luke 15, chapter, uh, chap Luke chapter 15, verses 11 to 32. And uh, the word of the Lord says in verse 11, it says, Jesus continued, There was a man who had two sons. The younger one said to his father, Father, give me my share of the estate. So he divided his property between them. Waiting for the next scripture to pop up. <laughs> all right. Not long after that, the younger son got together all he had, set off for a distant country, and there squandered his wealth in wild living. After he had spent everything, there was a severe famine in that whole country, and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to a citizen of that country who sent him to his fields to feed pigs. He longed to fill his stomach with the pods that the pigs were eating, but no one gave him anything. When he came to his senses, he said, How many of my father's hired servants have food to spare? And here I am starving to death. I will set out and go back to my father and say to him, Father, I have sinned against you and against heaven. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. So he got up and went to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. He ran to his son, threw his arms around him, and kissed him. The son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, Quick, bring the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Bring the fattened calf and kill it. Let's have a feast and celebrate. For this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. So they began to celebrate. Meanwhile, the son, the older son, was in the field. When he came near the house, he heard music and dancing. So he called one of the servants and asked him what was going on. Your brother has come, he replied, and your father has killed the fattened calf because he has him back safe and sound. The older brother became angry and refused to go in. So his father went out and pleaded with him. But he answered his father, look, all these years I've been slaving for you and never disobeyed your orders. Yet you never gave me even a young goat so I could celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours, 
who has squandered your property with prostitutes comes home, you kill the fatted calf for him. My son, the father said, you are always with me and everything I have is yours. But we had to celebrate and be glad because this brother of yours was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. You may be seated this morning. Amen. This is uh, not a... Uh, this is not a story from the Bible that you probably never heard. This is probably not one of those things that, uh, you know, wow, I, I never heard that story before. Amen. Because it's, a, it's, it's a, a very popular Bible story. I can even remember when I was a child, when my mother would open up those little Bible, uh, those uh, full-color Bible illustrated uh, storybooks. Amen. And, and tell me about uh, Daniel in the lion's den. And, and uh, the prodigal son was one of those. Amen. So uh, it's, it's not a, something new, praise the Lord. But whether uh, we are a saint or a sinner, amen, uh, we can uh, all uh, be uh, encouraged and edified uh, by the story. Amen. It, it, it has something uh, for everyone. I want to uh, start um, in Luke uh, 15, verse 11, praise the Lord. And uh, we're going to go verse by verse, but uh, Luke, chip, uh, let's, let's talk about the chapter a little bit. Luke chapter 15, it's the chapter of lost things, amen. And uh, the first lost thing is the parable of the lost sheep. This starts at the verse 1, uh, uh, going all, all the way back, he, he talks about the parable of the lost sheep where the shepherd leaves 99 uh, uh, of the sheep out in the wilderness to go find that one lost sheep. Amen. And that kind of tells me that uh, in order for to be found, you got to want to be found. Amen. Amen. Sometimes we get lost along life's way. Sometimes we take a, a wrong turn. Sometimes we take a wrong pathway, amen, and we get lost. Not because we're wanting to run away, but just because we got lost. I don't know if you've ever been there, but I have been there. I have lost my way more times than I would like to recall, amen. But it happens, amen. It happens in the life uh, of someone that's not a believer. It happens in the life of someone who is a believer, amen. It can happen, amen. Praise the Lord. The second parable is the parable of the lost coin where the woman loses one of her ten special silver coins. And, and a lot of uh, commentators have speculated that maybe it was wedding coins that she received as a gift from her wedding. So these meant something to her. And uh, I know that uh, you ladies, you, uh, you, you value your wedding ring. You value some of the things you got at your wedding, the pictures and, and so forth. They mean something to you. They have sentimental value. And that was uh, the case of the woman who lost the one coin. She still had nine coins, but she lost the other one. And she wanted that completeness and that wholeness. Amen. And uh, so they meant a lot to her. And so what she do? She, clean, she turns her house upside down, sweeping it out, cleaning every corner till she finds that one lost coin. And, and this is indicative of what God will go through uh, to get to find you. Amen. But you got to want to be found. Amen. You have to want to be found. You have to want to be transformed by his amazing grace. 
Now, the third story uh, uh, of the lost things from Luke chapter 15 is the one we will focus on today, the parable of the lost son. And no doubt over the last 2,000 years, this story has been the encouragement of countless lost souls to return to the house of their father and find redemption and find reconciliation and to find restoration, praise the Lord. Now, you see, the audience that Jesus was speaking to was comprised mainly of sinners and tax collectors. Amen. Now, if, if, if you work for the IRS, I'm not equating you uh, uh, <laughs> to be a sinner. Amen. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Amen. But sinners were people that the uh, religious establishment uh, kind of tried to keep at arm's length and tried to keep them away from them. And tax collectors were uh, people that did a job for the Roman government. Amen. Uh, they did a necessary job. Amen. But they were despised and looked down upon, whether they were saved or not. Amen. Praise the Lord. So these were the outcasts of society. But also in this same meeting where Jesus was speaking uh, was the uh, Pharisees and the teachers of the law. This was the religious establishment. These were the people uh, that uh, were holier than thou. They looked down their nose at everybody else because they had it all together, because they walked on water, or, or so they thought. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. And uh, not only you might have run into someone like that during your walk in life. Amen. You might have been somebody like that uh, at some stage in your Christian development. Amen. 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 I, I'm going to own it all. Amen. And I've been on both sides of that coin. Praise the Lord. So... Uh, uh, the audience Jesus was speaking to is com composed mainly of sinners and tax collectors, but there were Pharisees and teachers of the law present, and they were muttering amongst uh, themselves about how this Jesus, uh, he welcomed and ate with sinners. You see, they didn't do that. This is why they had a problem with Jesus, because he didn't do the things they did. Amen. He was sent by God. Uh, they, were, they had their own agendas going on. Amen. But Jesus came to save, to seek and save that which was lost. Amen. He had lost things on his mind. Amen. And so that's why he was there. And the religious establishment of that day did not like the fact that Jesus was trying to welcome in all these sinners. What are we going to do when you get all these sinners in the church? Amen. Amen. <laughs> you know. And there have been churches over the, over the years. Amen. Uh, that kind of had that uh, mentality. Man, we don't want those kind of people in here. Amen. But that's who Jesus came to save. He came to see, save people like I used to be. I, I was a sinner. Amen. Amen. I, 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 sin, I, was, I sinned and I was good at it. Amen. Amen. And I, I like my sinning. Amen. But there came a day uh, that uh, uh, my world started to fall apart and, I'd see, and I saw that I needed something more. I, I saw that I needed to go back to that God my mama taught me about, to the Sunday school teacher used to teach me about, amen? Uh, I saw that I had to go back uh, to, to, to where I first began, amen? And, 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 and the rest is history, amen? In, in my own little, little storybook. You got your storybook too, amen? Praise the Lord. But uh, so uh, we have saints and sinners listening to the parables of lost things. And believe me, Jesus was speaking to the entire audience in, in, in these parables. He wasn't just speaking to the sinners. He came 
to seek and save the sinners, but he's also trying to save the people that uh, or, were, uh, or thought they were so good that they didn't need to be saved. They, they, did, they, they didn't see that they had done anything wrong. Amen. Amen. And, and that's, that's a curse in and of itself. To not be able to see your own uh, uh, desperate need for God. Amen. Some people say, what I need to be saved from? I'm doing all right. Amen. A lot of people feel that way. And, and that's the way they were feeling because they didn't, they, hey, I kept the law. Amen. Well, at least uh, they thought they did. The Bible says that no man's ever kept the law. No man. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Everybody. There's only one human being that did it right, and that was Jesus Christ. And, and he was God manifest in flesh. Amen. Amen. But he was the only one that got it right. The rest of humanity all have sinned. Amen. We are all stained with that same stain. We all have that blemish uh, on our lives, uh, that seed of sin that we're born with. Amen. We cannot escape that. Amen. Uh, we need a remedy for that, and Jesus Christ is that remedy. Amen. But uh, I believe that uh, this, uh, you know, Jesus was speaking to that entire audience the same way that his word will speak to the entire audience today. It's going to speak something in, in your life. Something in here is going to ring uh, uh, true to you. Something's going uh, uh, you know, to, 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 to fit your situation. Amen. And same with people online. They're going to say, yeah, I've done that. I've done that. I've been that. Uh, amen. It's going to touch us all. Amen. Praise the Lord, including me. And uh, so sometimes, uh, sometimes even the preacher uh, has a lesson to learn while he's preaching the word and going, man, I feel kind of guilty about saying this, but God put it in my heart and amen. I know I'm guilty of it. Amen. But uh, I got to preach it anyway, because that's what God told me to say. Amen. Amen. I, I, I can't pontificate to anybody. I can't come with a condescending uh, uh, tone and say, you people need to be doing this. Hey, I got to preach to me too. Amen. Because I'm broken just like everybody else. I am flawed just like everybody else. We're in the same boat together. Amen. Amen. And we don't need an older brother uh, trying, to, trying to straighten us out. Amen. We need Jesus. We need Jesus, and we need to stay in the boat, and we need to follow him. Praise the Lord. So in this parable, I've boiled it down. There's four, four different characters. The prodigal son, of course. Then there's the older brother. Then there's the loving father. And then there were faithful servants. Those are four characters we see in the story. And I'm pretty sure that, it, uh, uh, that all of us at one time or another in in, in our lives have played or will play all of these four roles at one time or another. Everybody say, it's about me. It's not always about you, amen. <laughs> but in these stories, it's all about you, amen. Praise the Lord. Now, uh, going back to verse 11, the Bible says, Jesus continued, there was a man who had two sons. That's not any way out of the ordinary. But what is out of the ordinary is uh, verse 12. The younger one said to his father, Father, give me my share of the estate. So he divided his property between them. Now, probate court was a little different back then. Amen. In fact, there wasn't no such thing as a probate court. They didn't handle these uh, family uh, things and wills and, and, and property ownership within the family structure. Amen. Uh, the father decided uh, who got what. Amen. And... Uh, as uh, Jewish custom, custom and, and normal practice was that the eldest son got a double portion uh, of the estate. 
and then uh, the other, like in this case, uh, he would get two-thirds, and the younger son would get one-third. And that's just the way it was. He said, that don't sound fair. Well, you know, that's the way it was. Amen. A lot of things in life are not fair, but we just have to deal with them and do, do the best we can with them. Amen. Praise God. So, uh, so he divided his property between them. Now, uh, it was kind of looked upon as maybe being a little disrespectful. You know, I'm not even in the grave yet, and you're wanting my money. You know, but, you know, how many has ever had some just really twisted thinking when you were younger? You just really didn't see the full picture. Anybody else besides me ever thought a little bit out of the box, you know? <laughs> Amen. But, you know, even though it may have been looked upon as a little disrespectful, the father, he loved his sons. And he did something maybe a little out of the ordinary uh, to uh, placate or to please his sons. Amen. I don't know about you, but uh, sometimes I'd, I uh, maybe was a little too soft or a little too lenient with my kids. Amen. I, I don't know, maybe, maybe you were too. And there were times I was maybe a little too strict with my kids. I mean, it seems like I was always outside uh, of the norm. I was either too strict or, 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 or not strict enough. You know, I, I just never seemed to be able to get it right there in the, in the mid, middle. You know, you ever feel like that? I mean, I mean, everybody else might look at you and say, man, you're a great, you're a great dad. You're a great mom. But, you know, the way we internalize things, you know, sometimes we exaggerate, you know, how things really were. And, and, and we beat ourselves up over just not being a perfect parent amen well you know it is what it is do the best you can do and and, and make up for it when you get grandkids amen. <laughs> so, <laughs> verse 13 says not long after that the younger son got together all he had set off for a distant country and there squandered his wealth in wild living so what that kind of tells me is some of the property he got, he probably sold it to get money. And so he, here he goes off with a big bag of money. Uh, you know, he always wanted to go to Rome or always wanted uh, to go to Italy or to Greece or, or, or to some exotic country. Amen. He always wanted to go, uh, you know, uh, to the party town. Amen. He, he wanted to go to Vegas. Amen. I mean, it's like someone wanting to go to Vegas. Hey, I, I, the, it's the lights, it's the excitement, it's the crowds, it, it's the entertainment. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm young and, and I'm, I'm full of vinegar and, and I'm not going to say the other thing. but uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's a, I, I'm young and I want to live. I, I don't have time uh, to be on this farm and, uh, and watching animals and, 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 and out in the fields and I, I got a life to live, and I'm going to live it. You're only young once. Amen. Praise the Lord. So he goes off to that distant country. But what does he do? Like a lot of young people do when they get a little money in their pocket, they, he squandered it in wild living. Amen. I don't know about you. When you get out from under mom and dad's house, and, and there's nobody looking over your shoulder, you tend to do what feels right. Amen. At the time. Amen. <laughs> and that's what he did. He went, uh, he spent all of his money in wild uh, uh, living. Verse 14 says, And after he had spent everything, there was a severe famine in the whole country, and he began to be in need. Amen. I don't know if you ever, have you ever uh, ran out of money because you, you spent that paycheck on, on the weekend? You got the, you got the paycheck on Friday. 
and by Sunday morning, you didn't have anything left because that, that Saturday night was wild. Amen? I don't know about you, but okay. <laughs> Amen. So, you know, I, I think we can all identify at least on some level what that's like. Amen. So he, he squandered everything. There's a, a, a severe famine in the land. That means everybody else didn't have extra food either. Amen. Everybody else was uh, hurting now. Amen. Because a famine affects everybody except maybe the uber rich. Amen. But everything, even middle class feels a famine. Amen. Praise the Lord. And uh, 15 says, So he went and hired himself out to a citizen of that country who sent him to his fields to feed pigs. Now I want to stop right there. Because who, who is this young man that Jesus was talking about? He was a young Jewish man. And if you know anything about uh, Judaism, they do not have anything to do with a pig. I feel sorry for them. They don't like bacon. They can't eat bacon. Amen. I, I love bacon. Amen. Praise the Lord. Did a DNA test. I found out I was part Jewish. Didn't know. That's one of those hidden family secrets that I didn't know about. Amen. Praise the Lord. But I would be so sad if I couldn't eat bacon. Amen. That, that stuff is good. Amen. Amen. It's right there, right there next to ice cream. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. But he was a Jewish young man, and he hires on to feed pigs. The thing, the thing that the, the law bans, that, that, that the people of Israel, uh, that they're disgusted by. And pigs are disgusting. I don't know if you've ever been on a pig farm, but you can smell a pig farm long before you get to it. Amen. It's, man, I smell something. And, you know, there's a pig farm a mile down the road. That, that stuff carries along the wind for a long, long ways. But uh, they're disgusting animals. And here he is feeding and supporting uh, that which everybody abhors in, in his home country, back, way back home. Amen. So it's like, uh, you know, how did I ever get here? You know, how did, I find, how did I find myself in this place? Have you ever been there? Man, you know, it was only a few years ago. I was in high school. I was popular. Uh, I had a car and all this, and now I got nothing. I'm down to nothing. I, I, I've been there. I've been down to nothing. Amen. I've been down to, to no car and, and no property. Uh, uh, the, 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 the little possessions that I had, I sold them off because I needed money. Amen. I've been there. You know, it's just a few years a few years before that. You know, I had it made and didn't even know it. Have you ever had it made and didn't even know it? Amen. I think we've all been there. Amen. So he longed, verse 16 says, he longed to fill his stomach with the pods that the pigs were eating, but no one gave him anything. Remember, this is a famine. They didn't have extra food either. Amen. So they're not going to give uh, this guy covered with uh, uh, pig slime. <laughs> we'll, we'll call it pig slime, uh, uh, anything, amen. Uh, in fact, he's a foreigner. I mean, he don't even belong here, amen. So uh, no one would give him anything. And in that distress, in that despair, in those hard times, as happens to some of us as well, he came to his senses and said, how many of my father's hired servants have food to spare? And here I am starving to death. I will set out and go back to my father and say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven 
and against you. It's, it's, it's funny how that sometimes humiliating circumstances can give you humility. Sometimes, sometimes when you're between that rock and that hard place, that humility uh, is able uh, to flourish in your heart. And, and you can kind of see, you know, I guess I, I, I took a wrong turn here and there. And, uh, and uh, you know, maybe, maybe I need to eat some crow, tell some people I'm sorry. And maybe go back and take a few lumps and, 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 and uh, be much better off for it. Amen? Amen. Amen. I feel like I'm preaching my story here. Amen. <laughs> Amen. So, and then he says, uh, uh, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. Amen. So he, he's, he's humbled out. Now, now, here is a, a mindset uh, and, a, and a, a way of thinking that prevents someone from entering the kingdom of God. Because how many have been so beat down by life and so beat down by your own mistakes that you don't think God wants anything to do with you anymore? You know, uh, okay, my family, they might forgive me, but, you know, I've been so bad that God's not going to want me in the church in fact, I might even explode into flames if I walk in a church. Amen. It's easy to get in that mindset. But you know why? Because I felt the same way. I felt, man, I've done so wrong. There's no way I can go back. There's no way I can go back. I felt that way. I've been that way. But it's a funny way that the Holy Spirit will keep dealing with you and keep pulling you, keep drawing you. But I got to go back. Amen. I can't go back, but I got to go back. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. So uh, the Holy Spirit will keep drawing you. Amen. Because that's not true. You can always come home. Amen. Other people will say you can never go home, but Jesus says you can always come home. Amen. Verse 20 says, he got up and went to his father. Amen. If you're in that situation right now, get up and go to your father. Amen. It's okay. You can go home. Praise the Lord. So he got up and went to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. And he ran to his son, threw his arms around him and kissed him. Amen. I want, I want, one thing I want to point out that he went, when he saw him still a long way off, he was so far off that he couldn't uh, see the finer details of his face and, and, and his eyes and his nose and his mouth. He couldn't see those fine details. He was still a far away off. But if you have kids, you can see your kid playing a long way off in a group of other kids. And you know your kid. You know the way they walk and, and you know the way they bounce around and you know the way they carry themselves. Amen. The father, uh, in his love for his son, he, he loved his son and he had his son in his heart and in his mind every day since the day his son left. Amen. He knew his son. but He, he walks just like my, my younger son and he, he carries himself just like my younger son. Amen. We do the same thing. We know our kids. Amen. We know how uh, they walk and, and how they carry themselves. But the Bible says he ran to his son. 
It didn't say that the sun, the sun was probably so weak from, uh, from being emaciated by the famine that he didn't have the strength to run. But the father, oh, even though he was an older man, uh, amen, he lifted up that robe and started boogieing on down the pathway to his son. And he threw his arms around him and kissed him. And you know what? I don't think the son was expecting that. I think the son was thinking, oh, I'm going to get it so bad when I get home. And I might even get kicked off the property. And he, 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 he just saw his father with his arms folded and that scowl on his face. Amen. He probably was thinking that all the way there. But I'm going to go anyway. I, I just got to do this. But he was so surprised when the father met him with open arms. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. And then the son, said to the, the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Amen. So he, he, he just spills it, he spills it out. And, you know, that's a, that's a worthy step, amen, to be able to approach God with that kind of humility. The truth is, None of us are uh, worthy to be called a son or a daughter of the Most High. None of us. Amen. We were all born polluted. We were all born in a bad state. Amen. And, and then all of us have done some stuff along the way. Amen. That, that uh, even made us even less worthy. But that's not the point. The Father has a love for His children. And God loves you. Amen. You, amen. Praise the Lord. God loves you. Amen. And, you know, somebody, somebody may not have told you lately that they love you. Some of your family may not have said, I love you uh, recently. Amen. But God still loves you. Amen. God still loves you. His word is, if you read his word, you'll feel that love every day. Amen. And I notice that the father never even acknowledged what he said. Well, he, 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 he heard what he said, but he didn't really try to validate that he's not worthy. You know, he, he didn't try to validate uh, a false statement. He, he just, he said, uh, verse 22 says, But the father said to his servants, Quick, bring the best robe and put it on him. Put a finger, put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Bring the fattened calf and kill it. Let's have a feast and celebrate. For this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. So they began to celebrate. The father uh, telling his faithful servants, amen. And these faithful servants, I believe, is, is kind of like an Old Testament type and shadow of Jesus. He was a faithful servant of the father. He did his father's will when he came to earth, amen. But notice what he did. He he said, quick, bring the best robe. Amen. He's welcoming him back in. He's covering up all that uh, pig slime mess that he had. In the same way that when we come to Christ, he, he puts on us a robe of righteousness and takes away our filthy rags of sin. Amen. Amen. He gives us a new robe so that when we go to pray to the Father, the Father doesn't see that nasty mess. He sees... The covering of his son. Amen. He said, Well, I don't that don't sound that don't sound fair. That don't sound right. Well, it may not, it is, it's not fair to God. Amen. Amen. But uh, that's that's the way God that's the way God set it up. 
it, it doesn't seem like a fair trade at all. Amen. But because of his love, because of his love for each one of us, he's willing to take our sins in exchange for his robe of righteousness. And then it said, put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. This man was a wealthy father, amen, a wealthy family. And the ring signifies like the fa a family ring. You know, uh, back in those days, you know, the, everybody in the family would have the same ring. You know, uh, we're from this family. We're from that family, you know. And, and it signified of who you were and, who, and who's you, who's you were, amen? Amen. Then when, when a, uh, someone in the area saw the ring on that young man's finger, oh, you're old Ben's son. Oh, okay, I know what family you're from, amen. That young man had probably sold the one that he had been given before. He had probably uh, got hungry and said, or, or wanted to make one more bet at the casino, and he sold his family ring, but his father said, bring him another one. Bring that family ring and put it back on his feet, on his finger, because he's being welcomed back into the family. Put sandals on his feet. He was barefoot. In the, in the, in the, in the, out in the Middle East, in the, in the desert areas and where rocks and everything, he was barefoot. He, he was down to nothing. Amen. Amen. Bring the fattened calf and kill it. Now, this wasn't something that happened. This wasn't like your regular Sunday, uh, uh, su uh, Sunday dinner. Amen. This was something that happened every once in a while, every great once in a while. Amen. You f kill the fattened calf. It's like once a year at Christmas or something. Amen. Praise the Lord. And so it's a really special occasion. It signified how happy the father was that his son was coming home. Amen. Hey, his son was dead, but now is alive again. Meanwhile, the older son was in the field. Let's get to the older brother. When he came near the house, he heard music and dancing. So he called one of the servants and asked him what was going on. Your brother has come, he replied, and your father has killed the fattened calf because he has him back safe and sound. Amen. So the, Amen. So the servants explain what's going on. The older brother became angry and refused to go in. So his father went out and pleaded with him. Now I want to point something out. Whether, uh, whether we're the younger brother or the older brother, our father still loves us all equally. Do you realize that God had a love for those Pharisees and teachers of the law and the scribes and all these religious folks the same way he did for all the sinners? He loves them all equally. He wants them all to be saved. Amen. He wants us all to be saved. He wants the prodigal to come home. And he wants the ones that are home but have a bad attitude to straighten up and fly right. Amen. And to treat their younger brother the way that they should. Amen. But he answered his father, look, all these years I've been slaving for you and never disobeyed your orders. Sounds like he had some anger issues that he kept suppressed. Amen. He's been pushing a lot of things down. All the, when his, it probably all started back when his younger brother asked for that inheritance and, and left home with all that money and left him there to, to feed the pig, uh, feed the cows, not feed the pigs, amen, to, to, to hold the corn and, 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 uh, and to make sure the servants were doing their work and doing this. 
And that younger brother just skated on the family and just left us all alone. Amen. And uh, left me here to do it all. And uh, here he comes back, just waltzing in here, thinking he's going to you know, just pick up where he left off. Well, that ain't happening around here, Jack. Amen. You could, you could kind of mentally picture how that was going on inside of his head. Amen. And said, yet you never gave me a young goat so I could celebrate with my friends. He probably never asked. Yeah. You know, he's probably one of those, uh, uh, he sounded like one of those perfectionist older kids, you know, the older, uh, older kid in the family that, uh, you know, felt they had to get everything right and felt they had to, you know, I got, I got to take over this family one day and I got to, I got to make sure everything's right and, you know, it's all uh, kind of uh, neurotic and everything like that. And so uh, he was all bent out of shape over this. And then he goes on to say, but when this son of yours, he didn't say when my brother came home. He said, when this son of yours, who has squandered your property with prostitutes, comes home, you kill the fatted calf for him. You know, I guess he, he was just letting it, he had it all pent up. It's been building up for a while, and so he just let it rip. He let the father have it right between the eyes. But the father, still loving him too, says, my son, the, the father said, you are always with me and everything I have is yours. But he had to celebrate, uh, but we had to celebrate and be glad because this brother of yours, see, he turns it back. He reminds it, this is your brother of yours was dead and is live again, alive again. He was lost and is found. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise God. So whether, whether we are a prodigal, whether we are that older, self-righteous, stinking attitude, older brother, amen. Like I said, I've been, I've been, I've been on both sides of this, amen. Uh, I, I've, I've even tried to be a loving father. I've tried to be a, a, a faithful servant to the Lord, amen. I've tried to fill all of these roles at one time in my life, and probably you have too, amen. There's times you felt, I need to be the responsible one here. I need to be the big person here and, and let this slide and, 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 and let this knucklehead uh, get on with their life and, uh, and, and, and take the high road on this and, and not respond and not retaliate and, and make this situation worse. Uh, sometimes we have to, to, to be the responsible adult in the room. I don't know about you, but I'm always worried when I'm the only responsible adult in the room. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> this could go so wrong so quickly. Amen. <laughs> it's like a, some of you, some of you moms when you uh, leave the kids leave the kids alone at home with dad. Oh God. Oh, oh, I hope my house is not a wreck when it comes back because I know how they are. You know. <laughs> Praise the Lord. But uh, as I said before, whether we're a saint or a sinner. We all need God equally. Amen. If you've been saved for 40 years, you need God just as much today as that sinner on the street needs God. We all need him. Amen. Amen. And if you don't think you need God, then that's proof you're lost. Amen. That's just proof that you're just so far removed from the reality of eternity. Amen. This life is short. Amen. 
Well, you know, because when you're young, you look at someone who's 80 or 90 years old, and you go, man, they are old. No, they're not. Not on the grand time scale of eternity. Amen. Because this thing, this time clock has been ticking for a long, long time. Amen. And in the grand scale of things, we're just a blip on the radar. We're very, we don't even show up on, on, on the scale. Amen. Life is short. 70 years is nothing compared to eternity past. Amen. And our life is really short. Amen. We, we think it's long because, some, because it feels long. And, and because, uh, you know, it, it seems, to, seems like it took these old people a long time to get old. Amen. <laughs> but just uh, give it a while. And you'll start seeing uh, those little tiny wrinkles showing up around your eyes. And you'll see that one gray hair come in uh, uh, on, on your hair or on your beard. And, uh, some, I'm talking to the men, of course. <laughs> and, and you'll start noticing that when you get up in the morning that you don't, don't just bounce to the bathroom and jump in the shower. Amen. you you, you got to take a minute. you got to get it straightened up. And you got to, whoo, oh, man. You know, it takes a minute to get the blood down to the feet, you know, and you go, man, it happens sooner than you think. Amen. Amen. So if you're young or old, if you're a saint or sinner, we all need the living God in our lives. We need him as our headship and our Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. I want to talk about five things that we, we can all do to get closer to God. Five things, wherever you're at on the scale, wherever you're at on the spectrum, amen. Uh, these five steps will help you to get a little bit closer to God. Number one is to acknowledge your need. Amen. You can't help somebody that doesn't realize they need help. Amen. If a guy's on the side of the road with four flat tires, and uh, you said, you need any help? No, I don't need any help. You can't help him. There's nothing you can do to help this guy because he just won't admit that he needs help. Amen. And that's uh, one of the first steps of the 12-step programs. You know, you got to acknowledge you, you need help. you you got to realize you're in a bad place here and you need some changes to happen in your life or, or it's not going to end too well. Amen. Praise the Lord. So acknowledge your need uh, for a Savior. Admit your sins and shortcomings before God. No one is perfect, and we all need God's forgiveness. I want to go to 1 John uh, chapter 1, verses 8 and 9. It says, if we, you can read with me, if we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. He didn't say you. He wasn't speaking. to. This is a letter to the church. This is an epistle. This is to church people. Amen? Amen. Amen. If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves. Amen? Verse 9 says, If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. That's church people too. Amen? That's all of us. Lottie, dotty, everybody. Praise the Lord. Number two, we all need to believe in Jesus. You say, well, I'm a Christian. Why are you telling me I need to believe in Jesus? Because sometimes we don't believe as much as we should. Sometimes our faith starts to get a little weak. And say, God, this, this is not looking too good. Are, are you going to help me or not? God, and you start wringing your hands and you start worrying. You start pacing the floors. 
We all need to believe in Jesus. Not just believe that Jesus is. We need to believe in him. Amen. We need to believe in his integrity and his love for us. We need to believe that he cares for us. We need to believe that he has our best interest in mind. Well, how can he have my best interest in mind when everything's going to hell? Have you ever said something like that to God? And God's just sitting by smiling. It's going to work out. Just trust me. Just trust me. It'll work out. It's going to get better. Amen. We need to believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God who died for our sins and rose again. We need to accept his sacrifice and a commitment to follow him. Amen. John 3.16 For God so loved the Christian, the world, not just the Christian, for God so loved the world, that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. Amen. Amen. Whoever, you can always come home, prodigal. You can always come home. Amen. And, and, and older brother, let me remind you, amen, you still need the love of God in your life. Amen. amen. You still need to believe in him. You can't let your faith get weak. Amen. You still need to believe. Amen. Step number three is repentance. Repentance is turning away from your sins and turning toward God. It, it, some, sometimes we make it out to be a, uh, a big complicated thing. It's basically uh, doing a 180. You're walking in this direction. You see you're going the wrong way. So you turn around and go back the other way where you should be going. That's repentance, amen, in your thinking, in your actions, and everything you do in life, amen. Everything that was you were doing wrong, you start doing right, amen, or doing your best to do so, amen. It's a commitment to try. We're not all going to walk on water. We're not all going to do it all uh, okay every time, amen, amen. God knows that, amen. God knows that you're going to fail, but you still got to be in the game, and you still got to have your head in the game. You still got to be trying, amen. Praise the Lord. It involves a sincere change of heart and a commitment to follow Jesus. Amen. Not, I'm checked the box, now I'm saved, now I can just go back and do whatever I want. No, that, that, that just proves you, you didn't get saved at all. That, that, that proves uh, you, you, you wanted a fire insurance policy, but you didn't, you, you didn't want to pay the premiums. Amen. Praise the Lord. Acts 3.19 says, Repent then and turn to God so that your sins may be wiped out, expunged. Amen. If you've ever been in the legal system, amen, there's, sometimes there's a process of getting your record expunged. Amen. So that when they run a check on you, there's nothing on there. Amen. That's what God does. Now, man doesn't always do that. Amen. Family members may not always do that. Law enforcement may not always do that. But God will. He has promised that he would cast all your sins into his sea of forgetfulness. Amen. God forgot what you did on purpose. Amen. Amen. As a matter of his choice, he chose to forget your past. Amen. Amen. And focus on your future. Praise the Lord. But uh, so that your sins may be wiped out, that times of refreshing may come from the Lord. Amen. Times of refreshing. Amen. It's a spiritual equivalent of being on a hot, sunny day. And, and your tongue is dry, and, and, and someone offers you a nice cold drink. 
Someone at, offers you uh, an orange crush or a Fanta. Amen. You ever had an orange crush or a Fanta grape? Amen. Oh, man. Man, I just, <laughs> that just hit me. Amen. Man, that, gra- that, that, that grape flavor, that Fanta, man, that just tasted so good. Amen. Just almost as good as Red Pop. <laughs> Anybody had Red Pop and a, and, a, and a bag of Better Made Chips? Amen. <laughs> Amen. Goes back. It goes back in time, especially here in the in, in the Detroit area. But we need spiritual refreshing from time time to time. Amen. Man, if if you're going, if you're going, if your spiritual walk is just like treachery and drudgery day in and day out, you need some refreshing. Amen. You need to realize that, man, you've got an eternity with Christ waiting after this life. Amen. Yeah, times get hard in this life, and times get tough in this life. Amen. But there's a better time coming. Amen. And we need to get excited about it on this side uh, uh, of heaven. Amen. We need to experience a little heaven on earth. Amen. Amen. Uh, Smell the roses every once in a while. Amen. Uh, Take a a break. Amen. Uh, Every once in a while. Uh, give me a break, give me a break, give, break me off a piece of that Kit Kat bar, amen, praise the Lord, amen, take yourself a break, amen, enjoy the Lord, enjoy life, amen, amen, accept that there's going to be uncertainties and unfairness in this life, accept that, accept that st- things are going to go wrong from time to time, just accept it's going to happen, and then once you accept that, then enjoy the presence of the Lord in your life, uh, be able to look back and say, you know what, I've been down a long road, and I could be on a, on a lot worse road than what I'm on right now. Amen? And, and God has this in control, and uh, I can't do anything about it, but I can still praise him and get ready uh, for what's over on the other side. Amen? The fourth step is accept God's grace. Now, a lot of people have, have a hard time taking something they didn't earn. It's that American uh, 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 resilience, that uh, pull yourself up by your bootstraps kind of mentality that I'm not taking anything that I didn't work for. Everything that I have, I worked blood, sweat, and tears to get it. Amen. And uh, you don't give me charity. I don't need your charity. I don't want your charity. Amen. Uh, you know, uh, I don't want anything I didn't earn. Amen. And that, that is just so, so contrary to, our, uh, to what God is offering. Amen. God says, I know you didn't earn it because you can't earn it. You didn't merit it because there, you have no merit to get this. Amen. There's no way you could get it on your own in the first place. You can't work for this, so I have to give it to you. Amen. And so God's grace is a gift. It's something you can't, you, you don't give someone a gift expecting, you know, something in return. It's not a gift then. It's, you know, you're just making a trade. Amen. You're making a, a business transaction if you expect something in return. Amen. God uh, gives us a gift that we can't earn or uh, through works uh, obtain. It's freely given to those who believe in Jesus and accept him as Savior and Lord. Amen. Don't want, see a lot of people wanting to be their savior, but when it comes down to to, to doing His will and, and to following His teachings and, and to and to walking like a Christian, well, you know uh, nobody's perfect, and uh, I believe, but uh, I'm, I know those church people, I don't know, they take it a little too far. Amen. 
all this living right stuff and all this holiness stuff. and all, They take it a little too far, don't you think? Amen? Amen. Jesus expects us to accept him and his teachings and his lordship. Amen. He expects us to be obedient children. Amen. Amen. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 and 9. Verse 8 says, For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God. Not by works, not by your works, so that no one can boast. So that you can't get there on judgment day and say, God, I was good. I did this all on my own. I didn't even even need uh, your son's sacrifice to get me to heaven. You won't be able to, nobody will be able to do that. Amen. 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 So that's why God gives it as a gift. Amen. By, By grace, through faith. Amen. No one's going to be able to brag how good they were when they stand before God. Amen. Amen. Mother Teresa won't be able to stand before God and say how good she was. Billy Graham won't be able to stand before God and say how good he was. Amen? We're all broken. We're we're all broken. I might be broken in a different place that you're broken, amen, but we're all broken. Amen. Praise God. (laughs) When I came to Jesus, I belonged in a body body cast, amen, because I was busted up real bad. Amen. Praise the Lord. And the last point is, uh, uh, point five, we need to follow Jesus. That's more than acknowledging him as Savior, amen. It goes into his lordship, but embrace a life transformed by the love of Christ, amen. If you're the same old you, and you act the same and do the same things that you did when you first got saved, then I question your salvation, because being saved is a transformation, it, it tra- you can see year to year and, and month to month, especially when you first get saved, you will see month over month, year after year, how that, man, I can't believe I used to think that way. I, don't, I can't believe I used to be that way. Amen. Amen. It's a life of change. It's, it's a life of constant change and transformation from when you first say, Jesus, I believe your Lord and I need you in my life. When you make that first step, amen. It's a, it's a constant transformation. Amen. Constantly. We, we're cha- I, I mean, I, even last week, I, have, I had my mind changed on some things. Amen. And uh, I won't go into it all and bore you with it, but I, 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 I can't believe I was thinking that way. Because I, I stopped and said, Lord, this is going on in the world, and that's going on in the world. God, how do you think about it? Have you ever just asked Jesus' opinion, what, how he feels about the issue? Instead of going on your own uh, intellect and accord, sometimes just stop and ask God, well, God, how do you feel about this? And uh, I'll dip into it a little bit. God loves the Palestinians just as much as he loves the Israelis. He loves them both. They're, they're brothers. Amen. One is from the son Ishmael. One is from uh, the son Isaac. They came from the same bloodline. God loves both sides equally. He loves uh, the people that are uh, mean-spirited and, and, and doing their best to kill other people. He loves the people in the middle that are innocent. And say, I don't want any part of this fighting and fussing. I just want people to stop dying. Amen. 
God loves everybody on the same spectrum. He's calling all to repentance. He's calling all uh, to follow him. Amen? Amen. So, uh, but we need to embrace a life of being transformed by the love of Christ. Follow his teaching. Love others. And share this good news. We're all called to share this news, uh, good news of the gospel. Amen? We're all called to... to to be a preacher of the gospel. You may not get in the pulpit and, and, uh, or do anything like that, but in your life and, and the way you live your life, and you know, it should be a testament to the gospel of what God has done in your life. Uh, everybody should be able to see something different in you. Amen. Right. Not, I didn't, didn't say that you need to look uh, like you've been spit-shined and, 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 and a holy Joe and wear a suit and tie and, and, you know, and look all religious and stuff. Amen. It means that you act and have a different lifestyle and a different way about you. Different words come out of your mouth and, 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 and different reactions come uh, you know, in the face of adversity. Amen. Praise the Lord. Uh, amen. Because God's still working on me. He's still working on this inward man. Amen. But uh, in the last scripture, uh, Matthew 28, 19 to 20, Therefore go and make disciples of all nations. What happened to you when you gave your heart to the Lord? You lead other people in the same way. Hey, I've become a disciple of Christ. Amen. Come and follow with me. Amen. This is, this is better uh, than, than, than the life I was living. Amen. Amen. I, I've, I've made a lot of changes in my life now. And uh, I want you to come along this journey with me. Amen. Tell somebody uh, uh, about it. Amen. Therefore, go and, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. It means one generation hands it down to the next generation. Uh, one friend hands it down to the next friend. Amen. Praise the Lord. We, 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 we spread this gospel. Amen. Amen. We are all gospel preachers. Amen. 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 Get used to that. Amen. We all have the responsibility to tell somebody else about the love of Christ. Amen. Amen. This is teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. And I want to tell you, there's going to be times where it doesn't feel like God is with you. There's going to be times it doesn't feel like He is right there with you. Amen. But the reality is that He is there with you. Amen. That's why we're, we're required, I started to say where we, while we should, but we are required to walk by faith and not by sight. We're required to have faith in God even when it doesn't feel like God is there. Amen. And there's going to be times like that. It, there will be a lot of times like that. You'll feel like you're on your own. Oh, but ha hallelujah. There's a cheerleader on the sideline. Amen. His name is Jesus. And he's cheering you on. Come on, you can take another step. Come on, you can take uh, one more mile. Amen. Come on, you can do this. Amen. Amen. You can do this. You can always come home. There's always a place for you at the family table. Amen. Amen. You haven't messed up so bad that you can't come back home to Jesus. Amen. 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 
there's always a place for you at the family table. Amen. Amen. But you got to want to be unlost. You got to want to be found. Amen. You got to want to come home. Amen. You got to make the effort with a little repentance and uh, a little uh, humility and a, a little eating, eating of a little crow. Amen. Go to Jesus. Amen. Don't come to me. Don't come and confess to me. I don't, I, I don't care to know what, all, all that you've done. Amen. Amen. I want you to go to the source. I want you to go uh, to, to the Lord Jesus Christ, and, and he will take care of these things for you. Amen. Amen. He will listen to you, and he, he will counsel you. Amen. And he will forgive you. He will wash you. He will make your life brand new. Amen. I'm a living testament of that. Amen. Amen. I used to be tore up from the floor up. Amen. Praise the Lord. To use an old, uh, outdated, uh, uh, worn out cliche. Praise the Lord. Amen. I'm old and outdated. and <laughs> I'm a cliche in myself. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. According to the younger generation, I used to feel the same way. So, you know, I'll take it with stride. Amen. But God has a plan for your life. Amen. He may not have a plan for you to be in a pulpit. He may not have a plan for you to be on the other side of the, of the world in some native village that uh, you can't even pronounce. Amen. Being a missionary. Amen. But God has called us all, you know, to be who he called us to be. Amen. You might be called to be just a parent. You might be called to be a, a father or a mother, raise a family. Amen. That may be the extent of your calling. And, and to raise your kids up in the nurture and the admonition of the Lord and let them know there is a God. There is a God that uh, loves you and cares for you. Amen. And uh, don't use God as the boogeyman. Have you ever heard, heard parents, the Lord's watching what you're doing. You're using the Lord as the boogeyman. You're using the, you know, God's going to get you. And then you wonder why they don't want anything to do with God. Amen. Don't use God as the boogeyman. Amen. Amen. Use God as, as the one to reach for, as the one that when, when you can't help them, that God can. Amen. There's going to be a time when you can't help your kids. Amen. But God can. Amen. And sometimes you have to leave them in God's hands. Sometimes you have to turn them loose. And say, Lord, I turn them uh, loose into your hands, oh Lord. I've done all I can do. I put all into them that I can put into them, oh Lord. And uh, they still don't want to act right. But God, I, I turn them over to you. Amen. You know what? Sometimes, sometimes that works out. Amen. Amen. Because the Bible says, train up a child in the way that they ought to walk. And when they're old, they will not depart from it. Amen. There, there's a, something about being raised up with good uh, morals and good ethics and, and, and godly character and, and, and a knowledge of God that even though when kids stray like I did and do my own thing for a while like I did, that when I'm sitting there wishing I could eat the pig's, uh, pig's meal, I come to my senses and say, you know what? You know, there was a God Mama used to talk, to, talk about all the time my daddy used to take me to church all the time to this God. And you know what? I think I'll go back. I think I'll go home. Amen. Prodigal, come home. Come home. Amen. Let's pray this morning. Lord, Heavenly Father, God, we thank you, Lord, for your word that describes your heart in detail. 
how that you want us to come home. That there is a place at the table. Lord, we can have our old room back. Oh, Lord. God, that basketball goal is still in the driveway. Oh, Lord. The PS5 player is still in the den, in the family room that we can put on a game and go back home and start playing. Amen. Lord, there's still a place for me in the family. Amen. God, thank you that you're a loving father that understands that things happen in our lives and we do stuff, we do stupid stuff, oh God. But thank you, Lord, that you love us enough to let us come home. That you love us enough, Lord, that we can always go back home to Jesus. Amen. Amen. If this describes you, and if you see a need to come home, then I want to open up the altar for you. There's a place at this altar for you. There's a place that you can come and make contact with the Father.